love that. So once you nurture it and it starts growing, even when you cut it all the way back, it comes right back. Yeah, that's very cool. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with Heather Vickery, a global leader and success coach that helps people leverage their fears into intentional bravery. A celebrated public speaker, Heather inspires audiences and supports others with the tools they need to live empowered, bold, joy-filled, and successful lives. She's the best-selling author and the host of two podcasts, The Brave Files and Was It Chance? Now let's dig into the episode as we get to have a fun conversation with Heather Vickery. So Heather, I'm excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm happy to be here. You always seem to like just brighten up the day, the space, the energy. So it's nice to have some time with you today. Oh my God. Thanks so much. I'm just reflecting off what I'm seeing in you. All right. Oh, that's so. nice. That's nice. I, was, I don't know when this is going to air, but I was just saying it's a tough week to be a woman in America and I'm mm-hmm. not feeling all the uh, happy go lucky vibes. So I'm glad that there's still some that are coming out and you're picking them up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I'm a projector from a human design energy level. So how, what are we projecting? (laughs) Well, we're projecting. Yeah. It's interesting Mm -hmm. that our, our, um, modality is invitation. Waiting for the invitation, which I think so many people could misinterpret to mean that we don't take initiative, Mm -hmm. but it does not mean that it It simply means that we get clarity. So as a coach, uh, when my clients enter into a coaching arrangement with me, I know they have invited me to speak my mind. Now, where I have to use that and temper it is in my life outside of work. When I so desperately want to tell people what I think they should do or change or give them my opinion, <laughs> I have to slow down and say, would you like my opinion on this? Or would it be okay mm-hmm. if I shared my thoughts, right? And yeah. get that buy-in. Yeah. 
but I am such a projector. Anytime I read anything about it, I just signed up to get certified in human design. Ooh. I start next week. We're going to have some more conversation now on that yeah. one. Yeah. I was read my human design back in 2021 of January. And I read through it. I'm like, wow, this is so powerful. How interesting. But more on that in another episode, guys. <laughs> We're here to talk about Heather Vickery because she is an amazing human being. She just had me on, on her podcast and I was like, dude, we need to have another conversation because we just jived and, and she just had some amazing questions for me, which got my brain going and she invited me to dig into myself, but it's not about me. It's not about all about Heather. So Heather... <laughs> Tell us a little bit, little version of your journey oh, goodness. that we haven't heard before. That we haven't heard before. Uh, as somebody who has written a, a best-selling book and is a keynote speaker, most people have heard most of my journey, Janaid. Yes, but um, all but of us here are new to you. You're all so. new. You're all new. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, a really short version of it is that as a as a woman... I spent the first two thirds of my life doing all the things that I was supposed to do in the way that I was supposed to do them. Mm. I went to college. I got a job. I got married to a man. I had babies whom I adore. And slowly but surely, I started to hate my life and hate mm. myself. And I recognized that I was making fear-based decisions, one right after the other. What would be less stressful? What would cause the least chaos? What would disrupt the least? And um, after a lot of self after a lot of self-reflection hmm. and work, um, I realized that I was married to the wrong gender. And. I try to live with that for uh, quite some time and just make it work because we don't get married to get divorced. Yes. And I didn't take marriage lightly, but it just got worse and worse and worse because I wasn't myself. I wasn't being myself honestly and authentically in the world as a parent, as a business owner, which I was, I have been, a, that's the one area where, can I curse on your podcast? I don't know. You could try. <laughs> Well, Go I wrote a it. book called Fuck Fearless. It's right there. <laughs> so I like to curse. You know, the one area where I was never afraid to put myself out there and try it was entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I realized very quickly out of college that while I worked well with people, I did not work well for them. And I started a business that was really successful. Uh, after years, I had, you know, one of Chicago's and actually one of the country's most leading luxury wedding planning brands. Wow. And Amazing. right about this time where I realized that I was not living my authentic self, that I was causing harm to myself, my loved ones, my clients by staying in the closet and by not being true to it. I was even harming my then spouse mm -hmm. because that's not fair for anybody. Right. Um, and I just didn't know how to get out of it. And one morning I was sitting at the breakfast table and I looked across at all four of my daughters. My baby was a baby baby. And I thought, well, what would I tell them to do? If they came to me 
in a similar situation, what is the advice that I would give them? And it occurred to me right then that I, I wouldn't say, well, suck it up. You made your bed, now sleep in it. I would say the world wants you to play big. You're here for a reason. Go out and be yourself and all of the right things will find you. And in that moment, just a light switched. And I, I went from fear-based to possibility-based. I could do anything if it meant showing them that they could do anything. And I knew I couldn't just think that and want that for them, but not model that behavior. Right. So I burned my whole life to the ground. I closed my successful business. I pushed through on my divorce and I rebuilt my life this time on my terms from the ground floor up. So I don't know if that, that was really the short version of my story, but it's about as short as I can get. I'm a that, was, that was a pretty concise. <laughs> Thank you. For sure. I mean, I mean, it's, there's a lot of things happening there. Yeah. Right. There's a ton of things happening. There's a lot of years condensed into Many. a short four minute. There you go. All right. Well, thank you. I accept, I accept that. I received that. Uh, you know, I have always had a bit of a rule of three when the universe presents me with something three times, it's time to take action. And people ask me all the time how I became a coach, how I got into coaching. And yeah. I will just very honestly say coaching found me. I didn't find it. People came to me, email, text, back when we could meet in person at networking events, mm -hmm. they would stop me. I want to do this. I want to start this. I want to try this. I want to change this. Will you talk to me? I think you can help. And finally, I'm like, what, what is that? Why, why do they see that in me? What is yeah. that? And it was one of the scariest things I've ever done to then start to say to folks, I can help you with that. I'm a coach. Here's my fee. <laughs> <laughs> but they said yes. It's, so isn't that here we amazing? are. Yeah. That's so amazing because <clears throat> the one thing that I try to, so what I try to do, right? I try to take apart the engine, look at all the pieces, what's mm -hmm. working and how. And we talked about this on your podcast, the how analogy, right? Yes. That's your jam. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So what I'm seeing is, the only reason they came up to you to ask you, can you help me with this? Is because you were doing something mm -hmm. that you were passionate about and you were letting the people know like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is, this is my thing kind of thing. Maybe so it was the projector in me. It was it probably the projector in you, right? You're projecting <laughs> yeah. all the things that you're doing. And when you show up, guess what? People know, oh, this person knows something about it. Maybe I should go and ask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am entirely grateful to the wedding industry, mm -hmm. the national wedding industry, really, not just here in Chicago where I'm based. Yeah. Because when I made this transition, they welcomed me into this space to support them, their teams, their companies. And they, they were fierce, fierce advocates. Like, this is exactly, exactly where you should be and what you yeah. should be doing. And tap, tapping into that zone of, of genius where I was mm -hmm. uh, in my excellence as a planner, the coaching and the speaking and the training, that's my zone of genius. And they, yeah. I couldn't have done it without them. And I'm grateful. You know, I, I love that because what you just Striked about, and we've been talking about community building in other groups for the past few months. 
And it's it's all about communities, right? Without communities, without a group of people that support your mindset, support what you're working on, it's you can only go so far. Absolutely. Well, that's I love that you said that. And community is so impactful. That's actually why I launched the Brave Circle community, which is specifically for coaches, consultants, and strategists to who are this is their permanent job, who are earning, you know, a living, v- very, very high five figures to mm. above in this role to network, to um, have accountability, to get a team of wildly supportive cheerleaders who see the potential and push and encourage and engage for training for on the spot coaching. It's a, it's a market that you know, we are so lonely. We spend all of our time and all of our energy serving others yeah. and we don't have a collective community. That doesn't mean to say we don't have a person or a couple of people that yeah. we mastermind with or that we talk to, but an actual community to go into with all sorts of different people in different elements of coaching, consulting, and strategy to be your people. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so excited about this community. No, I love that. <clears throat> and um, if you've heard any of my episodes, I mean, I've been involved in a ton of different communities yeah. from cycling to beekeeping to woodworking to- Well, all of your hobbies have community. All of my hobbies, right? Yeah. <laughs> Had to find those communities. And it's, it's, <laughs> just refreshing to see that come up over and over again. People are like, how do I go to that next level? Well, do you have a team? Do you mm-hmm. have a community mm-hmm. who's supporting you on a day-to-day basis? Yes, we are lonely. As human beings, you know, we spend a lot of time alone. And yeah. even if we're alone around other people, you can still be lonely. We can still be lonely because mm-hmm. they don't hear the talk inside our heads. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you do that inspires me so much, you know, when we were prepping for this interview, what are your hobbies? Like, I know what my hobbies are. Mm -hmm. You create hobbies in this really fascinating way that I'm looking to figure out how to incorporate that into my life and my work, which is beyond the things that you're already fascinated with, but um, a desire to learn something new and then turn it into a hobby until it's run its course and then it has its place and you move on. Um, I think we are, we are so conditioned to have to, to think we have to keep doing the thing that we're doing. We have to always want this one thing. And and that's not true. No, absolutely not. And I I came to that realization when I read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Which is what I was was, just referencing with my zone of genius. Yeah. Zone of genius. Yeah. And he's like, there's four zones, there's four zones that we all live in. Uh, the zone of incompetence, we love to hang out in that place because <laughs> I don't want to figure this out. Unless you want to get an expertise, like, for example, learning how to ski or snowboard, right? He mentioned that. Yeah. That's that's our zone of incompetence, but you're enjoying because you want something, uns- you want uncertainty in your life. Sure. That, you know, that uh, gets your brain going. But you don't want that happening all the time because <laughs> then you're just drained. <laughs> Absolutely. And as parents, we are in a constant state of um, incompetence because. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is the truest thing I've heard in like five years. Constant state of incompetence. 
what a trip this is, this parenting. I was it just is. having this conversation. Um, hopefully this is okay to bring up with a good friend this morning. She mm-hmm. and I used to walk two hours a week together and we haven't in the last, I don't know, eight months and we've really missed it. So this week she said, let's go back to walking. Yeah. And it's such a game changer for me to have that time together. And my kids are ages nine to 17 and hers are still little. And um, I said, you know, as parents, well, as teenagers and having been a teenager, yeah. we know that we have the right to live life on our own terms, to be our own people, to not be dictated to by our parents, that we have autonomy. And why can't our parents just get with that? Why do they need to be on yeah. my case? Why do they need to project what they want on me? What we don't talk about as parents, yes, it is our responsibility to allow them to do that, but it doesn't come without challenge. It is, yes. we, we envision a future for our children that is very unlikely not going to be their future because that's our right. plan and it's not theirs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we got to let it go and we have to embrace whoever they are and love what they do. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a little bit of a grief process in it. Yes. And parents, you have the right to feel your freaking feelings. You don't have the right to stand in your kid's way or be a jerk, but you do have right. the right to feel your feelings. You know, I struggle with that all the time. And I'm like, do you want to watch TV? Okay. Can you watch TV now? Did they do their chores? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to be on the iPad. But you're right. It's it's a constant struggle. Do I let, let go of this feeling? Do I let it happen? And <clears throat> from being being a child and being a teenager myself and being a rebellious one mm-hmm. at one, right? Um it, it all comes down to where do we, you know, what kind of challenges are we willing to face mm-hmm. in raising our own kids? Mm-hmm. Plus the world is changing. Like the world is wildly changing and what it's gonna be ten years from now might not meet you know, what's normal now might not be normal then. It's really changing. We were talking about this this morning too. I am Gen mm-hmm. X. My friend is on the cusp of a millennial and a Gen Xer. Yeah. Uh, but we're like the last generation that kind of had feral freedom. You know, my parents would drop sure. me off at the mall and say, I'll come back in four hours, be right here. They couldn't track me. They couldn't call no. me. I had to be <laughs> responsible for showing up. Yeah. Don't talk to strangers, you know, and, and now the parents of the really younger kids, like it's ingrained in them to know every second what they're doing every moment. Yeah. And, um, call me an old lady, but I kind of, <laughs> I don't think it's doing anybody like any favors. No, it's not. And, and it's because we care too much. But does that or, mean our parents didn't care? My parents care. They did. Yeah. My kid, <laughs> I agree. Um, I don't know. That's a topic for another. I know. Sorry, we got off on the parenting. Have, but I, I, a, I think it's important that we, as as entrepreneurs, yeah, um, these things are aligned. Yes. <laughs> How often do you see a parallel? That's that's so true. They, they are aligned, and you know, earlier <clears throat> you were mentioning something about how do I in or how we should have. Okay, I'm gonna do this project first mm. and this project first and then get it to completion. That's, That's something I struggle with a lot. Yeah. What we were talking about in the in the pre-interview was you, like me, like many people, have all of these 
fabulous, big, beautiful, fantastic ideas. And I'm sure many of the listeners today, mm-hmm. it, so many ideas that for some people it becomes um, overwhelming and they just don't execute any ideas. Now, yes. you're not one of those people, but a lot of people are. And what I highly recommend for you is what I told you and for anyone listening is, first of all, brain dump all because they're all gorgeous. They're all gorgeous mm-hmm. ideas. And you can probably do them all. You just can't do them all at the same time. No. Yeah. So brain dump them, get them out, and then organize them. First, in two ways. First, by your passion. And I think that's really important because things that feel hard become easier to manage if we have passion for them. And then after you've sorted them by passion, sort them again by low-hanging fruit. What can you be Mm -hmm. passionate about? That's also the easiest thing to start with. And then set timelines and benchmarks. And when I've gotten this much of this done, I'll be ready to bring in another one. You know, it doesn't have to be to completion. It can be, Mm -hmm. but maybe we're not completed. I mean, I think that's your that goes back to your hobbies thing. Like I'm going to do this until I know all of the things and then I'm going to move on to a different hobby. It doesn't have to be that way. You can maintain and keep it and add new things in as you grow, you delegate and you build a team and you know, all of those things are possible and, um, small intentional steps. No, 100%. Yeah, man. All right. We've been having a really fun conversation. If you followed through this far, Kudos. Sorry if we're all over the place. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but sometimes you've got to, you, you know, a really good topic uh, email that I subscribe to by Jonathan Stark of Ditching Hourly. He emails daily. And in one of the emails, he talked about the solar system concept. Mm. So, what is your sun, right? So, in the solar system, there's nine, eight, nine planets. They're all over the place. They're circling this one sun. Mm-hmm. So if we figure out what our one sun is, that big idea, and how everything is revolving around that sun. So it might feel like that we're all over the place, but we have a central sun that we're yeah. talking about yeah. in this episode. Absolutely, We do. Awesome. So before we get into some really cool hacks. I wanted to ask what keeps you motivated in doing what the things that you do? Yeah, I think that's such a big question. And I said in the very beginning of this conversation that my kids are my why to show Mm -hmm. them that they can by doing. But I really think what keeps me motivated is doing work that is deeply aligned. I'm Janet Ahmed host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast, and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, 
you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. I know that I change lives and that when I work with people, they achieve what they want. And what that is, is a joy-filled life and a business that fits in their life instead of a business that's thriving that they shove their personal life into. I come at it from the opposite angle that it's always been presented at. And when I am doing my work and I see people light up and I see them practice the Brave Method, which is my coaching platform, and I know that it's changing their life for the better, that's what keeps me motivated. It's aligned. I am doing the work I am here to do. I love that. And there you have it, guys. You got to have find alignment in what we're doing. And if you go to car analogies, <laughs> if you hit a bunch of potholes, guess what's going to happen? You're gonna, your car is going to go out of alignment. Yeah. And then your tires are going to start wearing out all differently. Your brakes are, you know, shuddering. So you got to take the car to the maintenance. Mm -hmm. So then you got to get new tires, new brakes, new rotors, mm -hmm. all alignment so that you could be aligned. And when you hit that gas, you know, <laughs> you're not going to crash it. Absolutely. The and that's what the brave method is, is about is all of those different ways we can align ourselves as humans to mm -hmm. help us elevate our lives and our businesses because it, you can't just fix the brakes and yes. think the car is going to run well. You can't just adjust the tires and think the right. car is going to run well. If you don't work on all of the parts, things don't work. But I, I want to say, I don't want that to terrify anybody. Mm -hmm. You don't have to work on all of the parts hardcore intensely at all times. You can do little, little bits of all of little the parts bits, yes. and they do add up. The compound effect is real. Absolutely. <clears throat> 100% real, the compound effect is where it's at. We grow incrementally. So before Heather shares the three hacks for our audience that we can apply immediately to our lives, we're gonna be, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back guys. So exciting here. I was talking to, we are talking to Heather Vickery, and I, I need to practice on my V's. <laughs> I saw that big pause. It's all right. It's all right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not a native English speaker. <laughs> I grew up speaking a different language, but I picked up English pretty early on. It's helped me a lot. It's kind of, it's almost like a, it's a badge of honor to speak English. <laughs> oh, wow. Country, you know, it's like, oh, you can speak English. And um, anyways, let's bring it back around. We have been having amazing conversation with you, Heather. You shared your origin story, how you've been in the wedding industry in the past, but now you're coaching clients to achieve their own brave stories because you did that for yourself, yeah. which is so so inspiring. I don't want to say it's motivating because when it when you're inspired, you're motivated. You're from, you're inspired from within, yeah. and then you, mo you you know you're motivated. Whereas there's like a big difference between oh somebody's f externally motivating you as as opposed to you internally being inspired. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah. So take it away, Heather. Three hacks to take away. Three hacks. Okay. So I I will say that these hacks are very, very simple. But simple does not equal easy. Mm -hmm. And some folks are going to be like, whatever, but I will tell you that they will work and they will change your life. And the first one we kind of talked about a little bit, whatever it is that you want to accomplish or whatever you feel like you're banging your head against a wall, whatever is happening, break it down into the tiniest, smallest intentional steps and then just do one. And then just do the next one. Stop looking at the big picture. Stop looking at the end game. Take the time to break it down and then just do one thing at a time. And you mm-hmm. it's the compound effect. You will get there. It works. I have clients who will write it sticky notes all over their house, baby steps. Or she named one of her plants, intentional baby steps. <laughs> and she labeled <laughs> it, right? Whatever works. The next one is um, have a gratitude practice. Gratitude is the only thing that has been scientifically proven to in- increase overall joy, happiness, and well-being while decreasing stress, anxiety, and depression. It's one of the reasons that I've written two gratitude journals. It has changed my life. Um, it's, it can be as simple as taking 40 seconds at the beginning of your day or the end of your day to list three to five things you're grateful for and why. The key is you do have to get them out of out of your mind. So write them down somewhere in a journal, on your computer, on your phone, doesn't matter, and tap into the why. I am grateful to Janaid for having me on this show because I get to be introduced to the audience and because Janaid makes me feel happy. That's why. It's because when we know why, we can repeat that behavior. Oh my God. Add a gratitude practice to your life. I love that. You don't have to believe me that it works. Just do it anyway. And the last one is very aligned with gratitude, which is make space for celebration in your life. Oh, on my podcast, The Brave Files, I ask every guest, and you know this because you were just a guest, how -hmm. do you like to celebrate? And it can be anywhere from a piece of chocolate to a dance party in your office to dinner with your loved one or posting on social media or going out for a walk. It can be anything you want. But what happens when we don't celebrate is we don't keep that momentum train going. Celebration begets more to celebrate. And when you celebrate and you share that celebration, it lifts up the vibration of everyone and you will achieve more, you will feel better doing it, and you will inspire others in the process. Those are my three hacks. Oh my God. I love those hacks. (laughs) Gratitude, alignment, celebration. Intentional steps. Intentional steps. Intentional steps. Gratitude Gratitude. and celebration. And celebration. The gratitude the bo- creates the alignment, alignment. Was the bonus one, right? Yeah. Well, but gratitude a- absolutely creates alignment. Gratitude yeah. is a really big topic. I mean, I could do an entire podcast interview on it because um, it reminds you that it, you're okay. It reminds you that you're not alone in the world. It reminds you to not to stop feeling your feelings, but that there are silver linings. Like gratitude changes everything. It it absolutely does, right? And we should we are so grateful, right, to be sitting in air conditioned homes, mm. yes. having access to the fastest internet week imaginable. Absolutely. And when you look at people who don't have just these two things, just imagine like wow. 
I mean, I'm definitely grateful. Anything. I One of the quotes in my gratitude, the first gratitude journal that I did, I have quotes from thought leaders and entrepreneurs and authors. And one of the quotes is from one of my dear friends. And it says, I am grateful for all that I have and all that I don't have. And I love that reminder. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, we're going deep. Heather, yeah, I do that. this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, I wish I would never stop, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we, we should just become regulars. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think that just have to has to happen. Maybe we have a a um, a hot a brave hobby gratitude podcast something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or you know, we could do we could do like a webinar together or a live show or or something. We could collaborate yeah. on something. I think that's that's an awesome idea. We'll we'll definitely uh let you guys know and <laughs> when that comes around. <laughs> it again it, it requires it a lot of planning. We <laughs> we both love coming up with ideas and uh <laughs> and we absolutely execute them too. Um I don't like saying um, but I'm trying to reframe my head. Let's jump into the six questions that we okay. ask all our guests. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Playing an instrument, specifically probably the piano. Oh, my God. I've had that inkling myself. I was like, I wish I could play the piano. It sounds so cool. Mm. And I've I've messed around with the piano app on the GarageBand app on the phone. Yeah. If we had the space in our house to have a piano, mm -hmm. I would learn to play the piano. We just we just don't. And I could do a, a keyboard, but if I'm going to play the piano, I want a piano in my house. <laughs> well, I a really good friend of mine has been teaching piano lessons for 30 years. I see a new hobby coming on. I might have to connect you with her. <laughs> <laughs> because like you said, you know, with gratitude, you got to let your mind also spiritually mm -hmm. be um, be free. I mean, and with, with, when you learn a new hobby or when you do an activity like that, that's creative. Oh my God. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. I was listening to this podcast um, and this gentleman was talking about how he exercised writing ideas. He would write 10 new ideas every day. I've heard that approach before. And uh, this guy's huge. Um, James Altucher, I think. Okay. The James Altucher. He's, he's a big dealie. Um, but he, he used to work at HBO and he got HBO to do this show for him. But this is back in the nineties. Okay. <laughs> he built their website, but it was really cool as, as we, you know, listened to that, that story. I think this pod, this episode was on pod pros. Okay. Anyhow, next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? <laughs> It's funny you ask that because I just did a TikTok on this yesterday. Um, I have to go check it out. My mom loves this story. So when I was quite young, between the ages of five and seven, I used to say to her, well, when I grow up, I'm going to be a singer. But if I'm too good for that, I'll just be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a singer or a doctor, but um, I love that approach. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. That was what I wanted to be when I grew up. I love up. it. Nice. Uh, next question. 
What is your favorite movie or TV show? Okay, so this is a toss-up for me, and it's really impossible for me to pick. It's a tie between Schitt's Creek and Ted Lasso. Okay. Those are two wildly different shows. But they're not. But they're very funny. And yes, they are not. I'm going to have to look at it from a different lens. There's a lot of inner work happening in both of them. Yeah, it's the inner work. It's that notion of becoming a happier, better person, of inspiring other people, of community. Yeah, same underlying core values in both of those shows. And uh, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, check it out on Apple TV+. Plus. I think season three is coming around the corner. I can't wait. And they've won a ton of ton of Emmys. We named our, our dog Roy effing Kent. <laughs> That's our puppy's name. He's dark and curly and broody and also oh snuggly God. and sweet and wonderful. And we looked at him and we we're like, Roy. <laughs> people people actually were were looking online like, is this person real or is he's an he's a you know robot? Oh, that's so dumb. Brett Goldstein, dumb. he's real and he's amazing. He is he's amazing. so good he's so in that role. He's my favorite, hands down favorite character in Ted Lasso. Yeah, he's very, very authentic or very blunt. All of it. What I, you know, I'm a lesbian, yeah. but I, he is the perfect man because mm. he is masculine, right? He's manly, yeah. but he also yeah. can admit when he's wrong. Yeah. He, he is thoughtful and kind and a good listener and he makes mistakes like everyone else, but then he yeah. apologizes. But, you know, it's, he's, he's not just the perfect man. He's, he's like a character of a really well, That's the word I want to use. I get a, a human who has done the work. <laughs> yes. And that's that's very apparent in the show too, right? In the beginning, he's not that not so that much. That over time yeah. with Keely, you know. But not unlike David Rose. So there you go. Yeah. That's right. All right. Next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? I don't think that I was prepared for that question. I don't I don't watch a lot of movies. Um wow. I'm sure your kids watch a lot of movies. They do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I really this is you have stumped me with this question. What character would I want to play in a movie? Maybe I would want to be Captain Marvel. There you go. She's a she's badass. She is badass. Yeah. She's the best. She's the baddest of the badass. I mean, yeah. she could have taken um Thanos down, you know, by herself. But, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of collateral and and you know, yeah. Yeah. All right, next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, that's funny. It almost um, falls right right after that. Inevitably, first yeah. Um it's probably Iron Man, but I think it's because of his sense of humor. Hmm. So it's really just Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I was watching this movie 
or a glimpse of it where Val Kilmer and Robert Johnny Jr. were in the same movie. Oh, wow. I'm like, that's Batman and Iron Man in the same movie. <laughs> and you can't unthink that. It's you impossible. That. Yeah. Yep. All right. I love that. He is also my superhero of choice. Oh, we're so Iron aligned. Man. We are so aligned. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Um, if you were a board game, what would it be? Oh, if I were a board game. I just was recently introduced to a new game called Azul. Are you Azul. familiar with it? I have not, no. So it's a it's a game. The, the basis of the game is that you are inside a tile factory in some beautiful country. They look like Moroccan tiles. I don't know where it is. Uh, but... You, it's a it's a strategic game, but it's a very pretty strategic game, mm -hmm. and you have to be really thoughtful about not only what you're doing with your board, but what everybody else is doing with their board. Mm. And um, I'm a little complicated like that, so yeah. But once you get this it, is, it's cool. So this is really pretty. Oh yeah, you looked it up. Isn't it beautiful? It's very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I put it on my Amazon wish list. Sometimes. My mom sends me presents. Like, mom, I know I'm 47. <laughs> Sometimes my mom sends me presents. <laughs> hey, that's awesome when your mom sends a pre presents. Yeah. You know, it's 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 because they care. Yeah. All right, Heather. It's been a ton of fun. Where can my audience find you and connect with you and learn more about you, your yeah. books, your communities, and your podcasts? Thank you so much for having me. It has been a blast. Really, the easiest thing to do is go to vickeryandco.com slash social. My website, can you guess? The website is vickeryandco.com. But if you go slash social, it'll show you all of my social tags. You can sign up for my mm. newsletter, which is kind of fun. You can find out about my live shows. If you are a coach, consultant, or strategist, and you want to know about the Brave Circle, let's chat um, and see if it's a good fit. I was wondering if it would be okay with you if I offered your listeners an opportunity to win a gifted coaching session with me. I think that would be fabulous. All right. So if you have been listening to this and and it inspires you and it excites you and you would like a gifted coaching session, I will award them to the first three people that email me and mention this show. So you can email me at heathervickeryandco.com and I will be on the lookout. It would be such a pleasure to be able to get to know your audience and support them. Awesome. There you have it, guys. This was such a fun conversation, Heather. I really appreciate you and uh, the knowledge, the wisdom that we that you shared with us is is timeless. Thank you, know, you so much. They've been there's been uh, I'm I'm constantly like yourself, like learning about new things and I was talking about to somebody and um they're like, you know, I've been working at this and it's finally coming around along. And I mentioned to them the story about the Chinese bamboo tree. Have you heard of this story? The bamboo tree? I don't think so. All right. So mm -hmm. the Chinese bamboo tree, the seedling is so hard shelled that you have to nurture the seedling for a total of five years. Wow. So you, you put the seedling in 
the ground and you got to continue to water, fertilize, water, fertilize for five years. And if any, if at any point you stopped or dig up and see what's happening to the seed, guess what? The seed is dead. You got to wow. start over again. Wow. But in the fifth year, the plant pops up, the, the, the bamboo pops up and it grows. It's renewable. Six, yes, it is very renewable, but it grows at at a rate of six inches per day. I love that. So once you nurture it and it starts growing, even when you cut it all the way back, it comes right back. Yes. Yeah. That's very and that's, cool. And that's, that's how businesses are. It takes some time for you to keep working at your business, keep working at your coaching, keep working on yourself. And then in year four and five, you start seeing the results because you really put in a lot of work and a lot of effort into it. So keep going at it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Slow and steady, folks. Thank you so much, Janae. This was really fun. I knew it would be. Awesome. Well, uh -huh. Heather, have a great day, and thank you again. We'll, we'll chat soon. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around. This was a fun conversation. If you have any questions, please reach out to me, to Heather. Uh, the links are in the show notes, and we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this Hacks and Hobbies episode. Junaid would love to hear from you, so please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit hacksandhobbies.com to find additional information on the guest today, as well as the show notes.